What happens if you were to start letting people fix their own problems? That creates some different thoughts in your minds, doesn't it? So that's what we're going to be talking about this week, the surprising benefits. And yes, there are benefits to letting others fix their own issues. Talking about that this week on episode 177 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to the Relax Mail. I am your host, Brian. I am a certified men's coach and I help men get out of their own damn way. I help men to stop with the limiting beliefs, the playing small, so that as they go through these tumultuous times in their lives, that they know how to actually stand up tall, stand up straight, and be able to accomplish what they need to accomplish and still be a good leader for their family, even if they are falling apart, like in a divorce. This is These are times that are incredibly important for men, and a lot of times men fall back into just unintentional living, unintentional mindsets, and it causes them so much grief, so much trouble, so much strife, so much struggle that that's why I am here to help. This is what I do. This is I come in and I show guys this is what's happening. You can either sit here and think like this, or you can think like this. Either way, is it, there's nothing wrong with it. But one's going to serve you just a a whole lot better than the other. And you get to choose. And this is what, this is what I do. I coach guys into understanding why they act and do the things that they do, why they get mad at just the stupidest stuff. It's because of their thoughts. And we talk about that time and time and time again. Today, we're talking about another type of way of, of, of us sabotaging our thoughts. And that is because what we do when we start trying to fix other problems, uh, other people's problems. So say you, a good example, especially if you've got kids is when you're trying to help a, a three-year-old, two or three-year-old, let's go with a toddler. When your toddler is wanting to dress themselves and you try to help them, what do they do? They throw an absolute wall-eyed fit. Now, what's the problem? We want to say, well, the problem is it's taking them too long to get dressed. We're saying the problem is us having, you know, we've got things to do or they're, they're going to put their on different clothes. They're going to have a whole, a brightly colored Hawaiian shirt with, with orange shorts, a, a green bucket cap and cowboy boots. Well, so what? You know, <laughs> we want to go, oh my gosh, and we can't let them out of the house like that. Well, that would be a question as to why. Why would you not allow them to have that? And see, we cause our own problems. We cause everything that happens. And this is, this is what causes so much suffering, not just for you, because you're trying to help somebody. You're trying to help, say, your, your child, or you're, you're trying to help a neighbor. You're trying to help a friend who's just keeps finding themselves in tight spots. This is, we find ourselves with so many different types of suffering, all because we're trying to fix their problem. So why is it a problem? Why, why can't you just go in and help somebody? Take your wife. There you go. There's a, 
there's an incredible example. Take your wife or your ex-wife. And anytime she had a problem and she wanted to talk about it and you tried to fix it, what did she do? She would turn around and it would eventually become an argument, become a fight. You're just trying to help her. You're just trying to help her understand what's going on. And she doesn't want that help. She just, she wants to actually figure the solution out. The problem that us guys have, especially nice guys, the problem that we run into is that we start trying to fix the problem. If they want something fixed, they will tell you, hey, help me fix this. And they will actually give you, open up the controls, give you the controls to understand how to resolve the problem. 99.999% of the time when a woman comes to you or anybody actually comes to you, they don't want the problem fixed. Now, there is a subset of all those folks who come to you, they don't want it fixed. They want to you to spring into action. But very few people come to you and actually will take the advice you give, run with it, and make their life better. So why? Why am I, Why shouldn't we help other people? Well, the big ones are because you're going to cause a lot of grief. You're going to cause a lot of frustration, angry, anger You're going to, with the other person and in yourself, resentment. And all that ends up being distributed between you and the other party. How is that? Well, you're going to get angry and resentful and frustrated because they're not doing what you suggest they do. A good example of this, and my mom is going, my stepmom, actually, she's going, if she ever finds out I'm talking about this, she's going to get real, she's going to get a little upset. But great example came up this week, and I wasn't even actually planning on, uh, planning that. But my sister has some health problems, and she's not helping her case at all. Because she hasn't changed the way her lifestyle, she hadn't changed the way the way she eats, the way she, uh, what she uses to self soothe. Because that's the reason ninety percent of us choose what foods we eat. We use those foods as a te- as a means of soothing ourselves, of taking the thoughts that we have and numbing them. Because all, how are we supposed to think badly when we have all this? dopamine floating through our head why are we supposed how are we supposed to feel any type of of problem when our our thoughts are our brain is in a positive mode so if we start talking to our child uh, in this case my my stepmom is talking to my sister and going you've got to change your lifestyle you've got to change how you're doing stuff or you're going to wind up in the same boat i'm in my sister like anybody else who is being tried to be taken care of is pushing back and it's aggravating my, my stepmother, but it, she's pushing back. She's going, yeah, I know I'm going to, I've got to figure it out. I'm, I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be fixing it. I'm, I, I'm taking care of it. She's dismissing all the suggestions that my stepmother makes. And because my stepmother knows she's just dismissing those out of hand, that aggravates my, my stepmother. So what is happening? Well, first off, stepmom is getting angry and getting frustrated and getting upset because she sees what's happening. And she wants my sister to change the lifestyle, change what she's eating, change how she's eating, to eat healthier, to eat better, or she will start ending up in the same boat that my stepmother's in. The circumstance of everything is 
My sister is not a spring chicken. <laughs> I'm not a spring chicken. I just turned 50 this month or last month. And it's, it's not as easy to want to just change your, your, your habits. You actually have to get around to changing how you think, but to just say you're, you're taking, let's go with diabetes. So to what causes diabetes is you have an increase in insulin resistance. That insulin resistance ends up causing you to eat more sugar and more food because when you start eating, you, your body's not getting the signal that it needs to shut off and that the insulin is kicking in. And so you eat more, which causes your body to have to produce more. And eventually your pancreas, who, which produces the insulin, goes, screw it, I'm done, and I'm out of here, and stops working like it's supposed to. Your insulin receptors are all, you know, all plugged up. They're like, dude, yep, yep, just take it, turn it into fat, turn it into fat, turn it into fat, turn it into fat, turn it into fat. And as it, as you produce more fat, your, and your body keeps producing more, more insulin, there's a, you get the set, set up for diabetes and your insulin, all of a sudden you've got more sugar than what your body can produce. And so your insulin, your, your blood sugar levels skyrocket and you get all the associated problems that you have to the point to where you start getting ulcers on your feet and your legs and your extremities because you're not having as good a insulation or insulation circulation. You're not as well as insulated as you used to be. You're a lot colder. But you get a lot more, you get a lot less circulation. Your circulation ends up becoming worse because your blood's thicker. So it's not getting to the extremities. And so you start having places where you can develop sores and you get, get problems. And, and eventually if you don't get it all taken care of, you don't get those ulcers taken, those diabetic ulcers taken care of, you end up starting to lose body parts because it just gets so bad. They start rotting away. Now those are all terrible, horrible things. And if you're, and my sister knows and understands that those are some of the problems that you're going to face, but what is holding her back are her thoughts. She's got the thoughts of, but that sugar coursing through my system helps me feel a lot better helps me feel better about myself helps me feel better about what circumstances are happening helps me feel a lot helps me cope with what's going on in my life my life the fact that my we're we're struggling to you know i'm sure they're making trouble making ends meet i mean everybody is struggling to make ends meet and so you have all these different issues and all the life's problems come up and it's easy to want to just numb yourself to the, whatever's going on. And you do that by some people drink alcohol. Some people eat a, a lot of food. Other people smoke pot. Other people dive into harder drugs. Some people dive into video games and some people bury themselves at work. Something other than what is is at the moment causing a sense of turmoil within them. That turmoil may be anger, happiness, sadness, some type of fear-based emotion. So when you when my stepmom is talking to my my sister, there's you know, there's going to be resentment. There's going to be pushback. My sister's pushing back. My stepmother is pushing back also. So you got both of them pushing back, not fully communicating. And not helping each other because my sister's going to do the opposite of what my stepmother suggests. And because 
she wants to have, be her own person. Now, and why is that? Because the glory is a free will. God realized that. He gave Adam and Eve free will, said, don't eat from that tree. So they're like, well, I wonder why he doesn't want us to eat from that tree. <laughs> oh, that's why. Now I'm naked. And I realize what's, what I've done wrong. And so the, you know, that's a, that's a problem that a lot of people come across. And our, anybody we end up ha- helping down the road runs into that same problem. There is a book out called, by, written by Robert Lupton called Toxic Charity, How the Church Hurts Those That They Help and How to Reverse It. Now, Robert talks about there are five levels that a person who is being helped goes through. When it comes to a charity organization, they're, they, you would think they're doing a lot of good, doing a lot of good. Well, the first time a charity, say like Tom Shoes, Tom Shoes, I can't remember exactly when they discovered this, but they discovered this. And they've, this is one reason why they don't do the buy one, give one model anymore. But one, the first time you give somebody as a charity, you give them something. Well, that's just anybody. It, I could go off. I could give a man, you know, a, a meal. First time I give it to him, he's going to be appreciative. They're going to appreciate the, the, the act of giving. The second time that I do it, I'm actually going to convert that into anticipation. He's going to, Oh, wait a minute. He comes by here every week and gives me some type of food. So I can anticipate that next year, next week or next month or whatever it is. This guy is going to come by and he's going to give me food. And sure enough, I come by, I give food. Now the guy who I'm giving food to isn't anticipating. He's expecting me to bring him food. And if I don't bring food, he's going to call up and go, dude, why aren't you not giving me, giving me food? And so each time you give a little bit more, you go from expecting to receive it to being entitled to it. And then the fifth time is he becomes completely dependent upon it. He becomes dependent on you bringing him food. This happens even in our own families. All of a sudden, dad comes to the rescue because junior didn't make, uh, didn't make the grade. Well, you know, I may have saved his butt from, from getting a, a, an F. At one time, well, he's going to anticipate that I'm going to rush to in to fix that grade again if he does it again. And it's going to work entirely until I get to the point to where he is dependent on me to get an A that I have to go in there and talk to the talk to the 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 teacher. And that is where the the cross between that having toxic charity and the fact that we have free will just clash. I mean, just every time they just slam into each other and you cause so many problems. And the reason that you cause so many problems is because people know inherently what they need to be doing, what they quote unquote should be doing, not to should on everybody, but you know what you should be doing. So to fix a problem and you come running in being Mr. Hero to your wife or to the neighborhood or to whoever, you're not allowing giving the other person a chance to actually even figure it out. You're not even giving them a chance. You're developing a victim. 
And that's exactly what happens. That's one problem that nice guys have is they come running in expecting to be the hero of the situation so that everybody likes because everybody loves a hero. You're not going to get a hero except for the bad guys to hate a hero. And even then, nice guys struggle with the enemy, not, you know, the, the super, the super baddie not liking them. So you see, nice guys, we struggle. We are so tied up in knots on making sure that everybody likes us that we never actually ask ourselves, should this person like us or not? And this comes into the same realm as should you be helping other people? Well, you can, but you can help them all you want. But should you be helping them? Is it absolutely necessary that you help this person? I'm not saying you don't need to help, but make sure that when you're helping them, you're helping them to become more independent. That's when you start making a a difference in your world. If you're just running in to, to help somebody do it for them, they're not learning diddly squat off of you. As a matter of fact, you're making somebody who's very dependent upon you. They expect, then, you know, they're going to be appreciative, then they're going to expect, and then they're going to demand, and they're going to be, you know, dependent upon you rescuing them from whatever problem they've created, which is why victims don't have any respect. They didn't do anything to earn respect. They just hollered for the savior to come in. He comes rushing in, saves the day, zips on out of there without no one, without, and that person doesn't know what in the world he was supposed to be doing or not supposed to be doing. So you see him standing around going, Oh my gosh. So all of a sudden they get, find themselves in the exact same issue they were before because they didn't learn. They didn't have a reason to learn. And it sounds great. It sounds wonderful to come in and to, to help somebody become a better person, you know, to, but you can't make them become a better person. And the reason why we struggle with this is because what causes a person to be a habitual victim or to find themselves in the same tight spot over and over and over again isn't because they have a bad habit. It's because of their thoughts. And that's the same reason Mr. Hero comes in and rescues everybody. It's not because he's actually wanting to help this person. He could, If he was to actually sit back and really think about it, And look at why are you actually helping this person? It's because you see that person struggling, causing you uncomfortable feelings. You're not comfortable with what they're doing and what they're failing at doing. So to make yourself feel better, you're going to go help them. You're going to fix the problem so that you feel better. You feel better about who you are. You feel better that that you don't have the internal conflict that you did. And that's one reason why nice guys struggle with not fixing a problem, with fixing the problems of their wives. Because they show up, they come in from a hard day and they say, hey, honey. And the wife is just sitting there with a scowl. Don't know why she has a scowl, but all of a sudden he's like, what's wrong? What did you do? And it's not that he even really cares. He is just all of a sudden he sees her not happy. And so it must have been. That that emotion can't be staying there because it must it must be too bad for for her to state she's upset. Guys are nice guys are uncomfortable with two types of emotions: other people's and their own. So if they're seeing somebody else having a an emotion that they don't that's not within their comfort zone, it bothers the booger out of them. 
And that I, like I said, I know that for a fact because I, many times I've seen my wife, she is angry and it just, I have to talk, I have to keep talking to the wife until she knows, until I know she's mad at me, which makes no sense. I keep pasting her until she tells me and then she tells me and then, oh, well, now it's become my fault. When beforehand, the, the what was causing her to, to be angry, who knows? It was actually just, you know, she may have just woke up from a dream where I was, you know, talking to another girl. God only knows what it was that, you know, she woke up being angry about. Or maybe it was a comment that I made that irked her. But me trying to fix it didn't fix the problem. And that's where everybody who is a fixer struggles. So what are the benefits to actually letting others fix their own problems? Well, (laughs) First one is you get people who, yeah, they're going to get frustrated at their inability to fix the problem, but you're going to get people who are happier overall. You're going to get people who are more content with what they have because they know what their limits are and they're going to work to the extent of their limits and they're going to try to improve themselves. So you get happier people who are better at coping with stress. Look at these kids that are, and I call them kids because, well, one, I'm again, hey, I'm 50 years old. I'm looking at these 20 year olds who are just entering into real life and they're scared of their own freaking butts. You know, somebody walks around and, oh my God, you know, I've got, they, they wear social anxiety as a badge of honor. Well, that's really sad, pathetic and, and terrible to see because they're going to talk about somebody who limits themselves. Because everybody has come to their rescue all through high school. Oh, well, I need the teachers would come in. Oh, you don't need to be, don't worry about this, that, or the other, you know, oh, that's just a little bully, just, you know, and would fix the problem for them. Yeah, you may end up having kids who get beat up from time to time. But if you want that kid that will eventually get tired of being beat up and will show up with a with a clenched fist and teach the bully, hey, this is not how I'm going to roll anymore. We have the problems that we have because we have tried to fix the problems. The problems actually never were even were there to begin with. We just decided to make them problems. We have people running around, you know, deciding, "Hey, I've, I've always wanted to be in, go to another another gender's bathroom." No, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the fascination is with you know with bathroom. I cannot. I get why dudes want to be in the girls' swimming, you know. The girls' sports, I get that. I mean, Jim and E to be able to go in and actually be able to get to dress in the girls' locker room with the other girls around. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do that because, well, one, I'd be walking around with perma boner, and you know that gets a little, a little uncomfortable in my department after a little while. Because I can guarantee you, after fifty years of life of running around, women actually don't like seeing other guys danglings in any state, whether it's soft, hard, or otherwise. They just really, they could do without it, seeing it on the 99% of their day. That 1% is 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 with the guy who they actually wanted to be, wanted to be with. All the other ones, guys, I'm, I'm here to tell you, they don't care to see it. Not to mention, if you actually pay attention to it, yeah, we love our own. 
But, and I know this, I'm, I've gone on a, on a rabbit trail that's, you know, that needs to stop minutes ago, but it's still going. So, but we all love our own. But if you actually pay attention to it, that is one ugly organ. All right. That is nothing pretty about it. Uh, it it's a tube of, of tissue with a couple of berries and a turkey neck wrapped around a turkey neck uh, inside of a turkey neck. I mean, this is some ugly stuff, dude. And yeah. <laughs> pay attention to to folks and you start seeing, oh yeah, yeah, well, people really just don't care to see that. And to be able to understand and appreciate that puts so much takes so much pressure off of you guys, honestly. But again, when it comes to fixing problems, one of the benefits is you have people who are happier. You have people who are more creative. You have people who are just more content with their lives because you stop trying to fix their problem. If we were to take all these, you know, all these little nonprofit organizations that run around trying to create activism and trying to activate people into doing, uh, taking actions, the world would be a thousand times happier. The world would be a whole lot nicer, but most of these guys are out to fix a problem that's not there and needs to be fixed. Sorry, Black Lives Matter showed you don't really need their help because they, all they did is they made matters 80 times worse, if not 100 times worse. So do you help other people? Well, yeah, you can help them. Allow them to grow. Give them the opportunity. You can actually help them by not helping them. By telling them, no, I can't. By telling them, let me help you figure that out. And let them go through the steps. You're just there to answer a question or two. When you can do that, you're going to make people a lot happier, a lot smarter, a lot more self-sufficient. And those self-sufficient people are going to be happier, more content, and ready to, and more successful, might I add. You will have a happier life. You'll have a happier marriage if you allow your wife or your girlfriend or whoever to actually experience their emotions. Stop trying to fix their emotions. Just let them be with it and let them figure the problem out. If they want to talk, okay, talk. Don't offer any solutions. Just ask questions, ask more questions and ask more questions. And those people who hear you ask all questions, all these questions, they will actually be surprised at how well and connected you are to them. Which means, you know, honestly, you wind up being able to show your dingling to your girlfriend a whole lot more. So guys, the surprising benefit of letting others fix their own problems means you're going to get, uh, get laid more. There you go. Is that not a surprise? Let the people fix their own problems. So there we go. That is episode 177 in the books, man. I want to thank you very much for taking the time to listen and to hear what's going on and to find ways to being able to improve your life. If you want help to be able to get yourself further down the road, you want to be able to change your, your new guy mentality. You want to change what's going on. I've got a coaching practice. I run, do coaching. Come on over, go to relaxmail.com forward slash coaching, and you can actually apply for a consult. Or if you want, while we're talking, you decide, you know, I want to see how this thing goes. You can, we could even go off and set up a mini session if you like. We're here. I'm here to help you. And I would love to have you come by and 
we can talk it out and we can see what type of solution we can come up with so that you can become the man that your world, that your world wants, the man that your family needs you to be. So guys, if this is the first time listening, thank you very much for listening all the way to the end. If you do me a big old favor and like, follow the, uh, the show, that'll get you, uh, your, the show downloaded to your, your podcast app of choice every Thursday in the morning and usually till around three o'clock in the morning. If you, uh, want a, if you want more information or you've got a question, you can always shoot me an email over at Brian with a Y at relaxedmail.com. That's mail is in a dude. And I will talk to you soon. And guys, also one other thing I, I almost completely forgot. If y'all could actually take this, if this resonated with you in any way, share it out, share it with your, your, in your social media groups, share it with any of your brothers, uh, band of brothers that you think would actually benefit from hearing this, share it with them. All of our podcast platforms these days have a share button. Hit that share. Share it out the episode. Send it as a text message. Send it as a tweet. It doesn't bother me. Share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Truth Social, Gab. I, it doesn't matter where you want to go. Tribal. Do it. Share it out. Let folks know. That, let the other men in this area know that there is a podcast. There is a uh, movement out there called the Relaxed Mail that changes men's minds changes their actions allows them to finally be able to breathe relax and enjoy life as fully as completely as they want to so guys with that i want to thank you again for listening we'll talk to you next week till then bye